1: godfrey and this is gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast with my co-host frank santopadre ah uh, he's back arguably the most popular and beloved guest on this podcast back for a record-breaking seventh appearance on the show this time, our special quarantine episode. <laughs> yes, you know him from popular programs oh. like Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Uh, to really? That was in
2: 1872. Get an updated <laughs> bio. What the fuck is wrong with you? It moves up. It moves Imagine. up. Oh, it moves up. What? It moves up, up in years? Then
1: central Roast of Dennis Leary. Yeah, that was in 1942. I <laughs> should yeah, well, Men in was... Trees, oh, Sex in the City, mm-hmm. uh, ma, uh, oh, Mom,
3: Mom, and, oh yeah, I was
1: just on Mom. That's current. Updated. And, uh, the legendary and much beloved children's show, Steampipe Alley, which I'm very as proud. As well as from. Pig from the hit Broadway and off Broadway shows, including this Tony nominated one man show Laugh Hall.
3: Yes, I was Tony <laughs> nominated. Please Torturous. welcome
1: to our show, our very own Paul Lynn. Oh, yeah, I like but that. One who doesn't hate the Jews. <laughs>
2: Did Paul Lynn hate
1: the Jews? They say that.
2: Do really? really? Wow. Well, but. Happy Hanukkah! Hanukkah.
1: One of the most versatile and talented performers on the planet and other planet, fresh from his recent tour of his adopted city of
2: Seattle, Washington. Ugh! Oh, brutal. Adopted. I, yeah, I'd like to put it up for adoption is what I'd like to do. Take my child, please. It's <laughs> Seattle. Oh, that fucking place. Don't get me started. I don't care if they hate me either. I don't care. I really don't. I know it's a whole city and there's plenty of lovely people there, uh, but you know what? Keep your ice cream and your donuts and your fucking talking. Did he say your whacked
3: name? Whacked out aggressive people <laughs> in the streets. Did Wail he
1: say who it was? You. So, what? the funny, stuff fabulous, the Fucking faggot. Oh <laughs> That's not I what I wrote.
2: You, I, I love when you call me that. You know, what I
0: wrote was the irresistible marriage.
2: Oh, I, yeah, well he can call me a fucking faggot. He can get away with it because he's a big fat fucking Jew ass! <laughs> uh, see? I think we need to flood each other with these words so we can just get used to it and get it over. It. Take the sting it, it. It's a psychological term and you said in your intro that I was versatile how the fuck do you know I could just be a top I could just be a bottom maybe I am versatile maybe I will fist fuck you later on that fucking stool behind you <laughs> the irresistible ah! I'm grabbing my balls right now no one can see because I'm like torture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too, uh, well. Mario Cantone. Oh, thank you, Gilbert. I'm so glad we're doing this together. I'm really excited. Our, our quarantinis. <laughs> is it yeah. Christmas already? No, I'm. I like not doing a Christmas episode for once. But you know, even though when it is Christmas, we Mario, talk about you anything. could
0: start. You could be the poster child on the magazine on a magazine called Quarantine Beat.
2: <laughs> that's right me and david cassidy may he rest in peace i had his pictures all over my wall david cassidy my mother used to go what is he doing all over the walls he's as queer as a three dollar bill <laughs> and i'm like he's not queer ma i'm the queer one he's got a huge cock and he fucks a lot of pussy i know this about david cassidy. <laughs> Gilbert, what did
0: what did Danny Bonaducci tell us about David Cassidy when we oh. had him on?
2: Well, you
1: remember one thing he told us, and well, I I remember I had heard it before, and and I asked Danny. What I heard is, you know, he had a gate on <laughs> like a big fence around his, his cock. House. His property. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he, you know, when he'd come out in the morning, he'd walk out and there'd be screams like thousands of girls surrounding the house and he'd go up to the gate uh unzip and stick his stick through the gate and they they would jump on it like
2: rabid dogs they would jump on it through a gate that is a well, little difficult no they
1: their mouths would oh, uh, oh
2: that so that was his version of a glory hole
1: yes yes, yes.
0: according I to see. danny Bart- bonaduce
2: According to Danny but
0: and, and is there a more reliable source?
2: <laughs> yes. <didn't>
0: <laughs> Maybe Leaf Garrett.
2: Maybe. <laughs> yes. Maybe Jan Michael Vincent.
0: Maybe. God, poor Jan Michael Vincent. Oh, he
2: was the most beautiful. I had his picture right next to my bed in a tie-dye muscle t-shirt. And you, your, never and your mother
0: was wondering why you had your walls plastered with all oh, these Tiger Beat centerfolds. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, she was like, what is going... I didn't care. I didn't care. I'm like, I'm sorry, Ma. You're miserable anyway. You think my homosexuality is going to make you even more depressed? I don't think so. (laughs) Go take your lithium and be quiet. What
0: about Bobby Sherman, David Soule? Yeah, uh, you know, Bobby
2: Bobby Sherman didn't do it for me. Jack Wild. Remember him? I had an autographed picture of him that said, to Mario... From your friend Jack Wild, I was obsessed with HR Puffin stuff. Wow, obsessed! Which they only did seventeen episodes of HR Puffin stuff. You know yes. that, and and then they did the movie, um, which came out in nineteen seventy.
0: Fifty years old that movie.
2: I know. Well, we're gonna do a special song. We're gonna talk a about later. that. That's we fantastic. Are. Did, now, did yeah. you hear our episode with Sid
0: and Marty? By the
2: way, no, I didn't. And I, I know, I know Marty. I met him. I met him in London during the, the North. Ridge earthquake in 1994 was it yeah. um I, we, we we were at a hotel together and we were in the courtyard and he introduced himself and I was like what he's like you're, I was like you're 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 Marty Croft he was like yeah I was like what and we we he, he took me around London me and Jerry he took Jerry and I around London I was like I kept saying I he went to Harrods and I was like I want to oh, see Big great. Ben I want to see Big Ben so we're in traffic and he goes get out and I get out, and he, I, he goes, "See it? That's Big Ben. Get back in. Let's go." And that was <laughs> that's how I saw Big Ben.
0: They're characters, right, Gil?
2: Oh, they're like the Sunshine Boys. They really are. Like I the know sunshine boys. they are. The <laughs>
0: sunshine Brothers.
2: Well, Sid, I don't know, but I've seen him do a lot. He's been doing a lot of like Instagram videos. I think hasn't he been? He's like, in 1962. <laughs> Judy Garland discovered <laughs> us, and we opened for her. She was the greatest entertainer that ever. Yes. Doesn't he talk like that? I yeah. saw him on, on the extras of the HR Puppets of DVD, and I was like, okay, he needs to pick up the pace. Yeah. He's like as slow as Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> <slow>. <laughs> he talks that way.
1: And his brother's like, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, his that brother's tough. not at all?
2: Yeah, Marty's tougher, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: yes, yeah. Sid's a little like Jiminy Glick, and Mar- Marty's like uh, De Niro in The Irishman.
2: <laughs> 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 uh,
0: they're very different. Now,
1: what was
2: your opinion of Ricky Martin? <gasps> Me? Yeah. yeah. I first of all, uh, I, 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 he was on Steam Pipe Alley. Menudo was on Steampipe Alley. Wow, he was on, they were on Steampipe. We had new kids on the block. We had everybody on Steampipe Alley. But he was on the, the Menudo was on Steampipe Alley. Uh, it was, you know, of course, before they grew hair under their armpits and they were thrown to the wolves um, because <laughs> they weren't kids anymore. You know, once they checked the pubes and they saw it grow, and they were like, "You're fired from the group." And they were, <laughs> but um, the they were on. They were very nice boys. I think. Their names were Sergio, 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 and Ricky. And um, Ricky Martin. He, I remember looking at him and I was like, "What a beautiful little boy!" And I and his smile was gorgeous. And I looked at him. I said, "This boy's going to be gay," because I could see it in the eyes and in the smile. You know, I have <laughs> I have gay even when they're kids. They so they I'm are. like, "He's gay." Um, but I met him. I met him once. I think at an event. He was very nice. And when I, I'll tell you the when he came out of the closet, which was what. 10 years ago, maybe something like that. Okay, that was like Elvis coming out of the closet. It was a big deal. It was, I hate the word brave, but it really was. He lost, and he'll tell you, he lost more than half of his audience. Now he's it's back because people are kind of okay with it more now. But and and you know, you get a lot of gay people like, well, like we didn't know. It's like, you know what? His Catholic Puerto Rican audience didn't know. Got so it. Guess what? He lost a lot of them. He it lost a lot of,
0: of. Way back when, when Elton John came out in Rolling Stone as bisexual and lost ten, lost a big they chunk of his audience. They did, but you know, it's different. A when deal
2: it's different when they're British. It's a little different because yeah, everyone it. thinks every Brit is a homosexual because <laughs> they talk like Teddy <laughs> Thomas, you know. So they don't. <laughs> but they, they, I think him coming out was a big deal, and now, I thought it was good for him. I thought this is incredible. He's a great entertainer. I love I, him. I think I, he's a wonderful guy.
1: How were you able to see in a little boy who's going to
2: become gay? I knew. I knew when I looked at him. Because <laughs> I was, well, I was, you know, how old was I then? I was, um, I was 28, 29. And I just, you know, I, I you know, you you, see it because you look at yourself as a child. And, you know, everyone knew I was gay as a kid because, you know, if they didn't. They were idiots. And, you know, like I said, I had Jan Michael Vincent on my wall and I knew every word to every lyric of, Judy Garland's Car- Carnegie Hall double album set. So, uh, two years so, old. So I, did me and Gilbert. Uh, yeah. Well, we know you two facts. But um, uh, so, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just knew. Like you can tell, you can just feel it because you, you're, you know, as a because it's a specific thing, and it's quote at the time it wasn't quote the norm, and we had this secret. Power inside of us almost, and it was like I could detect, like, oh, you can't always detect it, but he had glistening eyes and a very beautiful gay smile.
0: I knew he <laughs> was gonna be. <laughs> Gil, you never work with Ricky
1: Martin or any of those boy bands? No,
0: you, yeah, you work yeah. with the Beach Boys.
1: Uh, yeah, I yeah. did work with the Beach Boys, yeah. like when they were all alive because a couple of them, yeah, well, out. I, oh, Brian uh, wasn't what's it? his name? Was uh, uh, the drummer? No, the the uh, yeah. uh, Brian wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. there. He was yeah, he probably the in rest of them. A nuthouse or something. Who's the one that passed away young? Carl. Carl.
0: Carl uh, well, Dennis drowned. Dennis. He, the Yeah, drummer. that's the one. He was and Carl passed the away from cancer. Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. Uh, the Beach Boys sang the theme song to Problem Child. That's
0: right. With Stamos
1: oh. on
2: the drums. Yes, oh, that's
1: right. yes. That was, after, that was after Dennis passed away. Yes. They
2: used Stamos on the drums. That's yes. right. Who yeah.
1: wants to grow up? Who wants responsibility? Oh, no, not me.
2: Well, thank oh. God you acted brought the up. You <laughs> didn't sing the freaking song. but
1: well, the
0: last time we <laughs> saw you was at uh, maybe the last public event in New York City that anyone ever held.
2: It was right before the shit hit the air conditioner. Yeah. yeah.
0: It sure yep. did. Yeah. Our, at our sixth anniversary show at the Cutting Room.
2: It was a great night.
0: was a good night. It was.
2: Right. It was thrilling.
0: Yeah. And you and Gil did your duet. You brought back Betty and, uh, and Tony Bet- Curtis. Yeah, we did. And who that the, the hell was expected Ben Vereen to walk in?
2: Ben Vereen walked in. And I had, and I got to say from the stage that my first Broadway yep. show I ever saw was Pippin when I was 13 years old.
0: Wasn't that wild? Yeah. Yep. Him just showing up like that? Yep. Yep. And Alan's White Bell paid you a lovely compliment. Wow! After that show, I love him. Which I'm going to repeat. He said, "You know, Marty Short is talented and can do a lot of things, and is a mimic, and he sings." He said, "But that Mario Cantone takes a backseat to no one." Yeah. So there you go.
2: He, he, that's you know, from someone like him who has seen all of it, everyone, all of it. Yeah, he's written for the best. Yes. he's one of the great and- comedy writers of all time. I, I, it, it that's really, I love him yeah, to death it was, anyway. It was, it just was not only man. nice of so him, it was I, accurate. It, well, thank you, Frank. Don't make me cry. I'm in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I get very moved. I'm, my resistance is low. I'm in quarantine. So yeah, what how you are been, you
0: doing, by the way? We should oh, ask. How are you well, guys holding up? You enjoy Barry and Gary
2: and I are doing, we get, We well, it's no surprise that we get along pretty friggin' well, I got to say. You know, he came back from Seattle. Yeah. He was directing his show there and he came back um, on the 13th and he's here now. He was like, I'm coming home. He's like, I'm packing my shit because that's what my husband does. He comes home to
3: his woman. Um, Anyway.
2: Yeah. He, um, He's here. We've been cooking every. We have our cocktails at seven yes. He's tonight because we're doing this, and I don't. Yes. I don't work at, when I drink. Uh, after this, I'll get fucking wasted. And um, and I have a tequila cocktail. He has a gin cocktail. We've been very, We've been like. We've been like budding mixologists, and then we cook every night.
0: And we so. should say, Gil, too, and, and because this is a, a our special coronavirus or our our special quarantine episode that we thought we would do something nice and say to the fans who are listening to this show, if you're enjoying this show, if you're entertained by us, please make a donation. Please do. Yeah, and Mario, where would you like them?
2: Uh, well, I have, you know, you can either go to the Actors Fund or Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. That, those are two great. Um,
0: deserving causes. De- yeah.
2: Deserving causes that, that take care of my people, the Broadway people. So, yeah. And, you know, people are going to need it because there's not going to, you're not going to see a Broadway show for a long a time. Long time. And a long time. A I long time. Mean, we're not going anywhere until there's a vaccine.
0: That's the truth. And Gilbert, you and <laughs> Dara raised some money and, 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 and made a donation to a worthy cause too. You want to mention it? Oh,
1: it's, uh, that's MedShare. See if you go online. And by I there are these face masks mm-hmm. with my face on it. No way. Yeah. yeah he made they, them. Yeah, face masks with my face on it. And uh, they're rewashable and everything. So you can reuse them. And the money from those go to MedShare and they help get supplies for hospitals.
0: MedShare, M E D Share, Gil? Yes. Okay.
1: See now, I, and
0: so, I, so we hope I, our listeners. Make so so some, yeah, make you buy
1: difference. a mask. On your what? On your it's on the web on my on GilbertGodfrey You know, you buy a mask there, and that money goes to MedChair. So I want go. a
3: mask.
2: I want a mask with my face on it, not yours. <laughs> 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 <You're> pretty, <okay?
0: laughs> or one with Jack Wild's face on it.
2: Oh uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> consider yourself.
0: At home now. Yeah. You you get a, you get positive feedback uh, on social media when you do this
2: show, Mario. Oh, you God, get a yeah. lot of attention. Oh yeah, I get a lot of it. A lot, especially yeah, Twitter and yeah, I get and and Instagram. I get a lot. And I'm not so great at the social media stuff. But I, you know, I know I don't know when this is going to air, but
0: probably in a week or two.
2: I just posted today this new thing called the Mooch in Exile. Tell us. So it's Scaramucci in ex- in quarantine, and it's. Very funny it was written by my friend Adriana Trigiani and um <clears throat> it's Jerry filmed it and um you know, I don't do a lot of that. I don't do a lot of homemade videos and post stuff. the only time I do it I do this I did Wendy Williams a few weeks ago that's it i I have no motivation I'm dead <laughs> inside okay
0: <laughs> and you turn down reality show offers to but you oh, hate them as much as I do which oh, is I refreshing do hate them. I
2: won't do them i you i you you will see me sucking cock through a glory hole for money before you'll see me, well, do a reality show. Don't say I've already done that because i never have. I knew that was coming. I never have. That's the truth. Now, are you still
1: in shock that both uh, Ellen DeGeneres and Rosie O'Donnell
2: are lesbians? Am I in shock? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, because they both took my huge hard cock at one time. And it's probably the thing that made the lesbians because it was so large. They're just like, I can't do this anymore. These
0: these charities (laughs) are going to want to be associated with
2: Oh, charities are going to love us. (laughs) Um, No, no, I've known Rosie for so long and I love her dearly. And I, you know, she was, uh, you know, she she was a lesbian way back. She's someone that came up very early. I mean, not publicly, but... You know, she did, well, she did it when she did it. Everyone does it in their own time. Ellen, I don't know. I've never mm-hmm. met her. I don't know her at all. So, Gilbert,
0: when are you coming out?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, Gilbert.
2: When are you coming out? But, you know, the two of them,
1: I remember when they came out, I thought, well, nobody knew? <laughs> How could that? Be?
2: Well, you know, I I think, well, look, I don't. I think a lot of people didn't know at first. People don't want to know. Oh, yeah. Then, people didn't want to know. Especially, like we're talking about Ricky Martin. People, some people knew, but there are people that just don't want to know. And it, then when you say it, they're like, "Oh, so they have to make a choice: Are we going to stay with the faggot, or are we going to go?" And you know, back then, they a lot of them left. Now people have come around, and it's a, it's a little better. It's easier.
0: It's, it's not. funny. Gilbert and I look, talk about old character actors. When you look back at people like Edward Everett Horton, yeah, we've talked about this a lot, Gil, and Porter Hall, Charles Nelson Franklin, Riley. Martin. What's that? Charles, oh, oh, oh. Charles, and, Tra- Nelson and Charles Raleigh. Raleigh. yeah, Billy, oh, oh, oh. yeah, Billy D. Wolf, and Billy D. Wolf, and all of these guys that were, uh, you know, at the time it was maybe obvious to some, but but in those days, I mean, I watched a a, a, a Jack Lemmon movie called Under the Yum Yum Tree, and Paul yeah. Lynn is playing the caretaker of these garden apartments, and he's he's seething with jealousy because Jack Lemmon is a womanizer, <laughs> and you and, and audiences bought it.
2: Well, what for about decades. in, in, in well, I think it was Son of Flubber. He plays a sports cast. There you go. I mean, well, they, they gave him they,
0: a sitcom where he had a family, Paul Lynn. Paul it's,
2: it's That's, Paul that's on, it's on television every Saturday yeah. night on audience TV people or something. People bought like it, that. people
0: accepted
1: it. What, yep. what I noticed is like if someone was outwardly gay, they were either eccentric or evil. Yeah,
2: they
0: oh They played yeah. a lot of villains.
2: A lot of villains, Well, it, it still exists. Even Look, okay, I mean, people talk about the Lion King. I know Jeremy Irons wasn't gay, and he did do the voice of Scar, but Scar was a very gay villain. Like, all these <laughs> villains, if you look at, um, look at, um, go back, I go to the Disney stuff, like in Robin Hood, the one with the animals, Peter Ustinov played Prince yeah. John, it was yeah. so gay. And, and and who was it? Um, Terry Thomas that, that played um, Sir Hiss, the snake. Sounds right. They were like two, you know, and one was a snake and one was a lion. So the snake probably, you know, fucked Prince John up the ass with his head. <laughs> I don't know, but you know that they were gay.
0: Do you have a short version of, of the story of why you turned down being in The Lion King on Broadway?
2: I just, I, I did the workshop originally. Um, and I just... I know me, uh, I, you know Broadway show you're doing eight times a week, and there's nothing yeah. more I love to do. And I just did a new musical that, when Broadway opens up, I believe it's going to come in. It did really well. It's called Bliss. I played the villain.
3: Mm-hmm. You go. Okay. Ah, um,
2: it's a magnificent role. You know me. I don't go out of town for anything. I don't out I of town try a musical. You. I've done it twice in my life. Once for Candor and Ebb and this one which was directed by Cheryl Keller and written by Tyler Beattie and Emma Lively, great writers. It's a great musical. And I went there for a month and it was in Seattle and my husband was there. So that was almost like a perfect storm. Um, Until, you know, you realize you're in Seattle, but um, so I just, I I just knew you do eight, you're doing eight shows a week. If you do this thing, I just wasn't going to strap a puppet on my ass and paint my face green and and walk around singing Hakuna Matata, you know. I'm not do. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And and, and Max Casella, who's my buddy, who did it. He, poor kid. His, his back was all fucked up after that year. Really? They, oh, the hyenas. The hyenas are like all hunched over in that costume. Their backs are fucked. They were. They had masseuses. Uh, you know. The giraffes are on stilts. If they fall, they've gotta be dragged off by the stilts while they're laying down. And you know, the stage manager's like, Watch out for the paper mache, you're gonna rip it. You know, I mean they're freaking out. It's it's all costumes and I don't like I don't like props. It's I get like, it. It's like I did an episode of um AJ and the Queen on Netflix with RuPaul, and I and it was the first time I ever did like full drag. I do a lot of women, but I don't like doing drag. I don't like the makeup and the wig and the tits. It's all props to me, and it's not right. just about doing drag. It's about it's extra stuff. Sure, I don't even go on stage with a cigarette, you know, or or, or if I'm doing. Want streamline everything? I don't. I, I just want to do it the way I learned that from the Lee Tomlin. You go on with your, your pants and your, your 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 shirt, and you do it. Whatever you're doing. I I, I mean. I did that. I did AJ and the Queen, and it was torture being in drag. I have to give it to the drag queens. It's amazing they that they how brilliant they are at the mm-hmm. artistry of making themselves up and the way they look, and they they do it and they love it. I find it just horrifying.
0: And so the thought of something like a Broadway musical is grueling uh, under the best circumstances. Yes. And you thought if you had if you had to add props and costumes oh. and. But prosthetics, you are,
2: and you're also being a puppeteer. You're right, puppeting. Right. You're a puppet right. maker.
0: Gil, Gil, you sang and, famously in Aladdin. Do you? think- Yeah, that
2: motherfucker got to sit, stand at a mic, a piece of shit, <laughs> that asshole, Gilbert Godfrey, and do an iconic character. I did that for three years, and the movie fell apart. That's my fucking luck in this. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I did. I had I had an incredible role in a Disney movie. It fell apart. Three years I was doing it. Oh wow. Yeah, three years. Not
1: not Aladdin. No,
2: it wasn't Aladdin. Big Aladdin. It did. <laughs> yeah, Aladdin. Blah, Shut um, your
1: face. Wada um, Wada and then I came back for uh Return of Jafar. Yes. And then is, the Prince of Thieves, and oh, even a series of yeah, Aladdin. You did, you did and it. And Aladdin it.
0: goes Hawaiian. He's in every version uh, Yeah, of, <laughs> Aladdin.
1: Goes, oh,
0: he's in every version of, the, uh, uh, of Aladdin.
1: Aladdin meets the... Um, <laughs> yeah. what, the, the Keystone uh, Cops. Yeah. Well, the Wolfman, yeah. No, what were the, the, oh fuck, the basketball player. The Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> Aladdin
1: meets the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
3: To your happy place For a happy price Go to your happy price price Priceline
0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus An unlikely friendship begins In the Paramount Plus original movie Little Wing Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox Reeling from her parents' divorce Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home But instead forms a bond with the owner Leading to a new outlook on life Little Wing now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG13.
1: Here's well, something I want to. What were you gonna say? No, go ahead. Here's something that I notice. Uh there are celebrities who the whole public knows are gay or, or suspects very strongly is gay. But as long as they themselves don't say it, it's perfectly acceptable to be
2: a romantic lead. Absolutely. And there is not one openly gay movie star leading man. Not one. Not mm-hmm. that's American. No. and No, that's it. There isn't. And, I, and it, that's when people go, oh, it's getting better. No, it isn't. Not in that... When that happens, then I'll be like, okay, it's getting a little better. You know, there's still only room for It's discouraging. Yeah, and they believe, and look at, look, Gil, you remember when I was doing the improv and Catch a Rising Star. You know, I was a gay comedian fucking in mainstream comedy rooms in the 90s, in the early 90s. I mean, it's, and I was always afraid that, you know, and it happened a few times when I was doing Catch Your Eye and Star in Princeton at the fucking Hyatt where you get a fucking guy in the back of the room calling you a faggot and then they don't do anything about it. Mm. Yeah. And they, you know, I, they I, banned I, me from that room because the hotel, the girl at the hotel desk was, was a time they weren't giving us rooms. And her name was Sarah. And, I, and she was very rude. So on stage, I called her Sarah Plain and Tall. <laughs> and nice they reference. had a corporate meeting about the fact that i called her sarah plain and tall and someone in the audience was like i dealt with her too and she wasn't very nice i'm like no she was not she is sarah plain and tall and rude and tall and rude and mean she was horrible yeah you
0: know our listeners obviously know a lot about gilbert's early stand-up days and we've it's been said on this show many times that he started early when he was 15 as well as I know you all these years, I don't know your beginnings as a stand-up. When did you first go up? Well, I, and was I, it was it in Boston? Was no, it local?
2: Yeah, it was local in Boston. I was with Lauren Dombrowski. May she rest in peace. She was an executive producer of uh, Mad TV. Uh, but we, we were in college together and we were a team and then we split up and I was, did some solo stuff there. And my first professional stuff was in Provincetown. I was nineteen years old. Nineteen. In the dear room and the post office cabaret. Um, and, but, but I really, you know, when I went to LA, I tried out for the comedy store, I didn't get in. And then I came to New York in eighty, eighty two eighty three 82, 83, and it was 83. And I auditioned for Silver Friedman at the improv in 1984. And I got in. And I prayed that I wouldn't get it. I prayed you had to go pick a number. I prayed that I wouldn't get a number. Prayed. And I got a number and I got in. <laughs> wow. And I was, te- I was terrified. I, the first year and a half How old are, how killing. old were you now I was 20 I was 23 23 24 I was terrified I was terrified doing it but the first year and a half I was like killing all the time and then this fear set in that just it was not
0: good Impressions in the act early was that was cuz yes. Gilbert's early act Gilbert your act was 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 centered around impressions Yeah early, mine
1: right? mine wasn't that far from and if your waiter was James Cagney, it might go. Because <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they used to have out and out. Now Vegas has impressionists. But TV used to be filled with out and out. You know, Frank Gorshin, Rich Frank Little.
2: Marilyn Charles. Michaels. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Copycats. Kirby.
2: Copycats was a great show. Fred Travelina. All of I think... I think the best impressionist, and I say this uh, about you, Gilbert, too. And I feel like I I do this is you, you when you do the impression, you have to have a point of view. You know, this it's got to come from a, a a particular point of view, and it's almost like a, a caricaturist. You you highlight those certain things that make it funny. There are certain people. There are certain impressionists that I feel like are so accurate and brilliant, but it's not funny.
0: Interesting. Yeah, you yes. and,
2: and you've, you've got to. You've got to have your own thing. That's the
0: difference between a comedian doing impressions and an impressionist doing
2: impressions. Yeah, yeah, true.
1: True. It's kind of like watching a musician who you say, well, he sure knows how to play that instrument. Yeah,
2: yeah. right. what instrument? The one between your legs, you big (laughs) legs?
0: You guys, Um, you've done the show enough to know we jump around like crazy. We're going to do a little music for you guys on this special quarantine episode. But I also have questions from listeners, and I'm going to throw one out now because it's timely. Larry Schultz, this one's for you, Mario. Are you familiar with the game Fuck, Marry, or Kill?
2: Yes. Uh, He
0: wants to know Fuck, Marry, or Kill. Charles Nelson, Riley, Rip Taylor, or Paul Lind?
2: (laughs) Okay, first of all, those are three, like, not attractive. Can I have one fucking attractive person? <laughs> okay, what are the three again? Fuck Rip Taylor,
0: Paul Lind, and Charles Nelson Riley.
2: I can't kill any of them. I know. That's,
0: the, I know it's
2: the Nazis already did that to the homosexuals. <laughs> uh, fuck, I, fuck, marry or kill. I mean, I love Rip Taylor. I'd probably marry him. Did you know Rip um, Taylor?
1: Did you met him? I did. I yeah. met
2: him in a Dwayne Reed and he went like this. <gasps> He was all excited. And I was like, are you kidding me? Was Funny like, man. Yeah. He was a wonderful guy. I, I, Charles Nelson, Riley, I couldn't kill him. I guess I would fuck Paul in and I would fuck. No, I wouldn't. I, this, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> answering that. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> this one's
0: from Shawnee constant and then we'll move on. Which Vincent price role? This is for you as well, Gil. Would yeah. you most like to fill in a reboot? And if it's not the in- abominable Dr. Fives, why not? Are you familiar with that series?
2: No. Oh yeah, I, I I know of it, but I didn't I don't I, I don't know his films as much. What am I going to say the ra- Oh, I'll take the Raven. I don't know what the fuck.
0: <laughs> the Whales of August. The wh-
2: oh,
3: The Wails <laughs>
0: of
2: that August? Movie? The way wh- with Betty Davis. Ah, Betty. Oh.
3: Sarah, <laughs> Where is everybody going? <laughs> <laughs> <Cut> <laughs> my hair, Sarah Please cut my hair. <laughs> I uh,
0: I aired. I should have printed out some dialogue from the Wales of August between oh Betty Davis and Gilbert could have done Vincent Price.
2: Oh, that's a great idea. Oh wow. Well, but, well next time. We'll but do you do
0: have some papers in front of you. I do. Do you want to try this bit that we uh Which one? Uh, it should, it's just it's just a straight movie dialogue read, but I think it'd be fun to hear you guys do it. Okay. It's the scene that I sent over from A Star is Born.
2: Oh my, all right. Gil,
0: do you have
1: it?
2: (laughs) Uh, Yes.
0: I would love to hear you two. This was actually Mario's idea.
2: Well, I just watched this and I was like, we've got to do it. Because no one does a better James Mason than Gilbert. Oh, thank you. It's true. So this is
0: about a minute and a half. This is a, a scene early in the movie.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, ready? You got yeah. it, Gil? You ready, Gil? Yes. yes. So this is this is right after she sang The Man That Got Away. Correct. So if you go listen to The Man That Got Away when I sang it on the anniversary show, then you can hear the scene, it'll all come together. But tonight, I'm not singing The Man That Got Away. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Maine. You turn up in the, the strangest places. Don't I, though? And you're cold,
1: sober. Well, you'd better make the most of it. Sit down for a moment. Do you always sing like that? Uh, Like what? The way you sang just now. I've never heard anybody sing just the way you do. (laughs) What do you mean? Good or bad? You ever go fishing? Mm -mm. Well, do you like prize fights? <laughs> Ever watched a great fighter? I'm I'm trying to tell you how you sing. Uh, do you mean like a prize fighter or, or a fish? Look, there are certain pleasures that you get, and there are certain pleasures you get, little jabs of pleasure, when a swordfish takes the hook or when you watch a great fighter getting ready for the kill. see you don't understand the word i'm saying (laughs) no not yet why don't you try bullfighting (laughs) you're joking but that's exactly what i mean you'd know a great bullfighter the moment he stepped into the ring from the way he stood, from the way he moved, or like a, a, a dancer. You'd have to know about ballet. That little bell rings in your head, and then that chilt of pleasure. It's, it's what happened to me just now. You're a great singer. Who, 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 me? Hasn't anyone told you that before?
2: No, Mr. Main, no one's ever told me that before. Maybe you're not quite so sober as you both thought you were, but, but, but thank you. I'm afraid I'm no good at, at talking about myself, Mr. Main. Everything, just runs together. Run together? How? All over the place. Washing out my gloves and crummy hotel rooms and winning a contest on the radio and, and singing in joints. I can remember my first job singing with a band. And then one night stands clear across country... One, and then one night stands clear across country by bus putting on nail polish in ladies rooms and gas stations waiting on tables wow that was a low point i'll never forget it and i'll never do that again no matter what but i had to sing i somehow feel most alive when i'm i'm singing it's it's like you know you don't want to hear this now do you do you mind? Mine? No, I'm having a wonderful time. Oh.
1: Is there anything more I should know about your fascinating life? There must be more. Oh, there is. There's a whole
2: scrapbook full, full. And scene! <laughs> <laughs> that was dramatic. <laughs> One thing didn't make sense to me when I was reading that. Can we <laughs> can we get you guys to tour? I think we'd be great together. Uh, uh, what is it? And then one night stands clear across. Oh, I think that's there that was a misprint in it, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. that I, was
0: my fault. That was your fault. I transcribed I it from the movie.
2: You're one, terrible. You're one of your what? One of your visits to
1: the show. Uh we were coming up with an idea for a TV show. Called the faggot and the Jew. Well, well, let's go.
2: I think it's time. I think after this quarantine, they're going to want anything. They say it's
1: a good time to pitch a show,
0: Gil.
2: First of all, it's it's just another version of the odd couple. It's probably the real version of the odd couple.
0: This is the, uh, I I mentioned on the live uh, anniversary show, this is the hundredth year of Tony Randall's birth. Wow. The centenary, is that the word?
2: It, 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 is it really?
0: Yes, 100 wow. years. And wow. Mathau, 100 years. Wow. Well, yeah, there you we're, go. we're
1: old. Oh, that is. And, and we talked about this, uh, Frank and I, that both there's no one living from either the movie or the TV show, The Odd Couple. That's true. Well,
0: a minor player from the series would be uh, Eleanor Donahue, who played Miriam, Felix's oh, girlfriend. Okay. <clears throat> And she's with us, but she's only in a handful of episodes. The key, yeah. the key actors are all gone.
1: Yeah, the whole, thing. one player, of the pigeon uh-huh. sisters
0: is alive. Uh-huh. yeah.
2: Well, you know, I, I could see I, you guys
0: think, doing uh, the uh, the do Couple it. together. I could see uh, you well, doing the Sunshine Boys too.
2: I uh, yeah. Well, I'm not that old yet, so go <laughs> <the> fuck yourself. <stuff, right? laughs> you know, so I was I watching that. I was watching that recently. Going. Am I old enough to do that yet? No, I'm not. I'm still a pretty young homosexual that is in denial of his age.
0: Well, Mathow would they <laughs> age Mathow after Jack Benny fell out.
2: They did. They yeah. did.
0: Do they you did. and Jerry want to favor us?
2: Yeah. Hey, well, since we were doing a little garlic, I think we should do the the the, the 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 puff and stuff thing at the end, because that's a little more yeah, dramatic. We'll close but on that. Let's do, let's do since we were doing Judy, I'd like to sing this song for you that was written by my husband. And um, wait—he's setting up the, the microphone. Um,
0: the fabulous you know, Jerry Dixon.
2: The, you know the um, this Corona nineteen, <laughs> which is was a dance in, in the forties. <laughs> Uh, corona 19 hop 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 you counted 19 times <laughs> kind of like the bunny hop but not actually um but the coronavirus i have to tell you i was informed by some very close doctor some scientists that i know that it came from the bat you know the bat the flying bat you know that's true you know and um it came from a bat and i think that's uh, very, I felt I feel bad for the bat. You know, when I was in Italy, I used to sit on the hill and watch the bats come out of their cave every night at at uh, dusk or or dawn or whatever time when the sun goes down. And I would say to my friend, "What is the Italian word for bat?" And she said it was pipistrello, which means it looks like a rake that pees. So, you know, rakes without handles. So that's why it was a pee-pee strello, but that's what it's called, pee-pee strello. It's a rake that pees. It's a good thing that it, it, it wasn't called a, a, a poo poo shovel because then it would just dig your grave and then take a big shit on you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's sing this. I fell in love with the bat. So I'd like to sing this ode to the Italian bat. The theme, the ode to the Pee-Pee Strello. Do you want to hear it?
0: Yes, very All much. All right, so.
3: let's go. Let's let's hit it. I've wandered the world over. I've seen the greatest sights. I left my heart on every coast, from Frisco Bay to Weathering Heights. But who? Whatever me, my romantic destiny is a hole within a mountainside in good old Tuscany Peep Strike. down and make that screeching sound. It's music to my ears. I'm your nocturnal slave. Peep me straddle, fly me high, high above where I can see it all. And then when we return, you'll gently.
2: that in a while but i thought it was appropriate since the virus
0: have we credited the writer of that song that
2: jerry brilliant. dixon i just said it that's a brilliant lyric it. yeah pretty it's a brilliant lyric jerry really you're is. a
0: great talent
2: uh he is a great talent.
0: that he is really is. that is crazy <clears throat> clever Gil. what yeah. did you think
2: oh that was terrific <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wasn't convincing, Gil. Can, yeah, that give was me great. another reading. Thank great, you so much. Great, great singing, you. Yeah, thanks for glazing <laughs> over during it, you <laughs> fucking whore
3: i <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fag,
2: but you're a Jew fag. So there I said.
0: A <laughs> couple of more questions quick, and then we'll keep okay. moving. Uh, Harold right. Steenworth, Mario, you are the Da Vinci of the GGACP. That's us. Oh. Magnifico and wickedly funny. Uh, when is John Waters going to put you and Gilbert in his next movie? You two would shine oh, in a John Waters oh. version of the odd couple. There we go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, there it is. The faggot and the Jew. That's the kind of movie that yes. John-, <laughs> John Waters would make. What a brilliant idea. I-, I met him once in Providence. Yes, he's I very nice. I think he's brilliant. You know, I, w- I was just watching Polyester, which mm-hmm. is probably my favorite one. It is so fucking funny. I was two in the morning, like, because I can't sleep at night. I'm like, up Uh I was heaving.
0: Yeah, he's a great talent. (sighs) Truly, truly funny.
2: funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, One for both of you. Dustin Hoff, H-A-U-F-F. Boys, what is your favorite Hitchcock film? Okay. Here's his rear window, he wants you to know. Gil?
1: I'm going to be obvious and stick with Psycho.
0: Okay.
2: I got a toss up. I love the birds mm-hmm. and I love rope. I love rope. I love ah.
0: rope.
3: F- written a... by
2: Arthur Lorenz, the gayest. They and Hitchcock was like he made it with the, definitely the, the the intention of them being gay, and they wanted Jimmy Stewart's character to be to be gay too. But Stewart was like, "That's not happening."
0: Uh, Gill. Oh, you already said it. Psycho. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I am I am very fond of Strangers on a Train.
2: I uh, too, too, Oh, That's yeah. The other I... one. I agree. Paul D. Cullen
0: Jr. Hey Mario, seeing you on Match Game, uh, on the old Match Game, neither Charles Nelson Riley nor Richard Dawson ever really seemed to want to be there. They gave Kurt answers and participated in a, in few of the shenanigans. Was it not fun for them, or in your opinion, or was it just too good a job to give up?
2: I, what, you, you mean that's how he felt that they were? Rich, I don't, yeah, there was a there was a dismissiveness about them, yeah. but that's what made them funny. I especially Charles Nelson Riley; he was always like. Giving shit to Brett Summers, I I I love yeah, doing it. You're great. I love, it. I love the game shows. I'm supposed to do Pyramid again, but it's been postponed like everything. But yeah, I just I love doing those game shows. You're great. I on them. do. T-
1: I I remember growing up, I thought I would watch Hollywood Squares and think, okay, it's funny, but. This is rock bottom for someone's career. It's <laughs> <pathetic>. <laughs> then I wound up on
2: Hollywood Squares, and I loved doing it. Me too. I did it too, and it was so, when Whoopi was doing it. It was yeah. great. It yeah. was so fun Whoopi to do. Tom. We can say we did Hollywood Squares. Yes, we did the match game. We did Pyramid. It was a classic. The class. I mean, look, people are like, well, you'll do that. You won't do a reality show. I uh, yeah. Because reality shows are for fucking whores. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know I turned down celebrity big brother. Go fuck yourself. I'm I know that about you. I, I, I
0: respect you. you for that. No
2: way. And I needed a job at the time. And I didn't even negotiate up yet. I just said no.
0: You are a man of integrity. Gil, what yeah. other game shows did you do other than squares?
2: Oh, me?
1: Yeah. What? Oh, I, I did Hollywood squares. I did... Uh... I turned it to James Mason there without knowing. <laughs> I did Hollywood Squares. <laughs> I'd uh, love to see
0: him on Hollywood Squares.
1: <laughs> I did what was the show that Donny Osmond was hosting? Pyramid.
2: A pyramid. You did that. I did that then too.
1: Yes. I, yes. I did that.
2: And uh, what else did I do?
1: Not Not that many.
2: I, I I did, pyramid. when Donny Osmond was hosting Pyramid, I did that too. He was very nice. And now Strahan's doing it, who I want to climb. <laughs> <laughs> By
0: the way, you and Baldwin have a nice, you and Alec have a nice uh, chemistry. I love him. I love game. him.
2: He loves me. He's very good to me. He comes and gets me every time they do it. And he always puts me like in that position where I'm near him. I, I just adore him. I, uh, he's uh, He's a champion of mine. And I think he's funny. Brilliant! Yeah, great he's an talent. Incredible actor. You know, you, you look at something like um uh with the, the the Departed, which is yeah. a, just seriously heavy movie, and he's so funny in it. Yep, he's yep. just. It's amazing how he can just stay on the same page, same tone as everyone else is doing in the movie, and then he just. He, he, he's, know, he's an just,
0: actor that can play straight, like that wonderful movie he made, The Edge, with Anthony Hopkins, where oh, they're yes. lost in the wilderness. Yeah. Or, or or do something funny like Married to the Mob, or uh, he, he can he can he can really do anything. Oh, 30, or Rock. Thirty
2: Rock, he was funny. he was great, insane. brilliant. Just, he's uh, he's magnificent. I love him to death. Quick oh, one, me.
0: Joseph Goulant. Yeah. Hey Mario, uh, who's the better actress in your opinion? Post stroke Betty Davis or post Pepsi Joan Crawford?
2: I this is really probably a controversial thing to say, but I would say <laughs> that. Post Pepsi Joan Crawford.
0: Yeah, how about. that? I think
2: so. I think so. Because Betty Davis after the stroke, wh- what did she do? She did the uh, she did the Wales of August. She was good in that though. She was good in the Wicked World Stepmother. Of Wicked Stepmother with Barbara Steele. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, she who, who directed that? I knew him,
0: um, Larry Cohen.
2: Yeah, he took me out to dinner. He yeah, was, he was on this show. He, he was. He and he told me about that they had to rewrite it because her jaw kind of fell apart or something. She had jaw problems and yes. they, they, she couldn't finish the picture.
0: I think he told us. He told us. The that
2: wicked stepmother.
0: <laughs> are you familiar with a movie that I believe came out in 1970? We were talking on the phone, you and I, about mm-hmm. movies that are 50 years yep. old. A horror yep. movie called Trog with Joan Crawford. Oh no, Trog! That's a
3: bad Trog. You're a good Trog. No Trog. Sick Trog. That's a bad Trog.
2: Oh Trog, darling, come to me, Trog. Mummy's got a banana for you, Trog. Let me tell you about Trog. When I was filming Trog, my trailer was a Volkswagen van. It was humiliating, <laughs> but I had cases of Pepsi surrounding the van, used as barricades because I didn't have security.
0: Gil, do you know that one?
2: Oh yeah, he's like like a Neanderthal. Yeah, yeah, and in the worst costume ever. Oh, you, you think the head's gonna pop off? You any smell second. the rubber. Oh, hey. it's you should. <laughs> <laughs> you do scratch and sniff trog.
1: Speaking of Joan Crawford, I remember. Go ahead, with Gil.
2: Betty Davis,
1: when she looked her most horrible, with the uh, crooked face, and uh, are you, how dare you! <laughs> she used
2: to go on like Merv Griffin wearing a miniskirt. Well, no, she she actually went on David Letterman wearing a miniskirt. Yes. And, and and she and and she had buttons all over, and the very famous designer Patrick Kelly. Patrick Kelly designed this dress for me. There yeah. are buttons here and here and here, and buttons on my hat. Large buttons. <laughs> <laughs> he went on Johnny Carson once yes. before the stroke with Richard Pryor, and he was so humbled next to her. It was incredible to see him how he behaved. He was was amazing, and. She told, and then she went on one on Carson twice after the stroke. But she told that whole story about um, Faye Dunaway. He said, "Who would you?" I posted this part of the part of it, uh, the interview because it was right after Faye, uh, Faye Dunaway got fired from that Hep, Catherine Hepburn uh, one woman show called um, Table Tea for Five or something like that. But she was throwing things at the costume people in Boston at the out at the out of town tryout. They fired her. Because she was brutal. Um, but she said, he said to her, Carson said, who would you never work with again? And she said, one million dollars, Faye Dunaway. He <laughs> said, really? She was like, yes. Oh, well, she is totally and utterly impossible. <laughs> well, there we were. We were doing the, the movie Amy Simple McPherson for television. I was Amy's mother. She was Amy, who was a great evangelist. There we were with thousands of extras sitting there waiting for Miss Dunaway with their boxed lunches in their laps. Well, we waited for hours and hours. I sang, I've written a letter to daddy to the whole crowd because they needed entertainment. I had to entertain the troops because that bitch took forever (laughs) to get back (laughs) to the set. And she finally did, and I said, "Did you get your fucking wig on correctly, or what?"
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I paraphrase, but you know that's what happened. Was she, she her,
1: by any chance,
0: and this is a, probably a stretch, was she, by any chance, aware of your impression,
2: Betty Davis? Yeah, because no. she was still no, 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 still no. kicking I,
0: around. And I cases.
2: met her. I met her once before the stroke. Um, <clears throat> she was autographing her albums. At um, that album that she sang, oh, they're yes. either too young or too old. She sang all that, and she sang, she sang "Mother of the Bright. Um And I, I had the I, she signed my album for Mario. And but, what was that movie?
1: Also, hmm. that had to do with witches. That was like the went near the end, oh, wow. and I think she either left or they fired her.
2: That was the wicked stepmother. Yeah. That was the one that Larry Cohen directed. Yeah, yeah, she, 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 she was. They, they, she, she left because her supposedly her jaw was disintegrating. Oh, jeez. Yes, yes, that will happen to you too, Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> give it, give it a couple of hours. You'll feel some crumbs at the bottom of your mouth. Was she in another horror? Was she in Burnt Offerings or am
0: I? Am I am oh, I...
2: that and that's with Karen Black and all of them. Yeah, me? she was that too. That is too. the scariest fucking movie. It is still scary. I didn't open the window. I didn't, I promise I didn't open the window. I didn't. That was a great one.
0: remember that one? Yeah.
2: Burnt did, off it, so did,
0: yeah. Uh, and you and Sammy was alive when you were doing uh Find Sammy's Eye in the Pie on Steve well, Pipe Alley.
2: Yes, and you know I, I he okay, so I was doing Find Sammy's Eye in the Pie, which was a game we did on Steve Hype Alley. He comes to do the New York leg of the Jerry Lewis telephone. Okay. And my producer, Rick Derman was like, you have to come downstairs and do this little segment with him. I'm like, no fucking way. I said, I'm not meeting him. Does he know about the fine Sammy's eye in the pie? <laughs> and, and 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 he was like, yeah, he knows about it. I'm like, well, what the fuck did he say? He said, he said, well, I don't know what's so funny about my eye in the pie, but he was okay about it. <laughs> so I go downstairs and Judy Ketchka, who was the great writer for Steve Ballard, she wrote this little sketch of me holding his book which was why me? Hey man, why me? And I I had to do this little sketch with him and he, we did a couple of takes. He was very nice. He pinched my cheek. I have a picture of that. Nice. And he was very nice. And then he hosted the telethon and from like four in the morning to 10 or yeah, from about three or four in the morning to 10 o'clock, they, I replaced him for those hours. I ended up like Standing in for him as host, so he gave me my blessing, gave me the blessing to do that. So, so I was
0: going to ask as part of that question: Are, are you aware uh, of any celebrity who was annoyed or irritated by your impression?
2: Oh. No, I'm not. I'm not. I know Julia Child saw me do her. Uh huh. They showed they showed her a clip oh. of me doing her stuffing. You know, on steampipe belly, I used to. Sure. I used to. You know, I would fillet the Little Mermaid and make a Barbie and Ken and, <laughs> and so she showed, yeah, this is, we're going to fillet the little mermaid today. We're going to splice her right down her tailbone <laughs> into the tail and then stuff her with some breadcrumbs. Yeah, I would do this. And then, so they showed her, me doing her, when she was on like the Richard Bay show or Nine Broadcast Plaza, whatever those shows were. And she, I was wearing the sa- same sweater she was wearing. Uh. Coincidentally, she was like, look, he's wearing the same color
3: sweater that I have on. this Isn't is isn't it marvelous?
0: <laughs> and Kathleen mm-hmm. Turner, who you do, has, be- has oh, become a friend of yours.
3: Well, of course, I love Kathleen Turner. She
2: just, you know, I, I, she knows that I do her. I think she likes that I do her. You know, well, Kathleen I I, 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 feel what, a lot of playing with her one time. You know the story. She, yeah. She, she, she you told she, me that she, one. Did I ever tell the you, story? The I don't know, before? but you can tell it jerry and i were flying to san francisco and and the steward comes comes up and says behind us mr barkman miss turner what would you like and i'm like oh the barkman turner overdrive are touring again they're like taking care of business but it was actually kathleen turner so she gets up and she goes to the front of the like towards the galley and i just see her back and she's got this hot she had a high ass she's still she's got a fucking big ass I though, like not saggy, <laughs> and that long hair. And she turned around, she's like, Mario, I can't believe you're here. What are you doing? Where, what are you doing here? Where are you going? I said, Well, I'm going to San Francisco. Where are you? Oh, yes, well, me too. I said, Well, obviously, we're on the same fucking plane. She's like, Yes. And then she was talking to me, and, she and I go to the bathroom and I come back, and she's sitting there with her feet up on the bucket talking to Jerry. And she goes, So I said, So wh- wh- where are you going? Said, well, my brother lives in Santa Rosa. So I'm going to see him, but I'm going to be in Bolinas. I said, Bolinas? I love Bolinas. It's my favorite place. Well, where are you spending the 4th of July? I said, I'm spending the 4th of July in Hillsburg. Well, Hillsburg is very nice, but Bellinis is very, very, beautiful. Very, very. I'm like, well, oh, yeah, well, Bellinis is nice, but I can't go, well, you should come. I can't go, I'm gonna be in Hillsburg. Well, if you want to be in Hillsburg, go ahead, but you'll never be, it's not as good as Bellinis. I love Bellinis, it's so beautiful. It's lovely, it's beautiful. I see lots of great white sharks in the surface. I see shipwrecks, you see everything, everything. Great.
0: Right. Another great, another great impression, and another, another actress good in comedies like Man with Two really? Brains and War of really? the Roses, and
2: and on stage, we were both nominated the same year, two thousand five, for the Tony Award. She was nominated for Best Actress for Who's Evaded Virginia Woolf, and she was robbed. Yeah, good
0: oh, Yeah. Same question won. to you. Uh, besides Seinfeld, anybody mm-hmm. ever uh, bent out of shape by one of your impressions?
1: I don't think so. Was he bent out of shape? about no, your impression i i've never heard anything from him about it yeah no i i don't think <laughs> i don't remember anyone ever complaining <laughs> <laughs> well
0: we got the sense over the years that he wasn't thrilled about your impression back in the huh? back in the improv days <laughs> uh, here's one that came out in 1970 i'm i'm jumping i'm jumping oh, around here oh TV. wait
1: that's that story it's true When Seinfeld was just another comic Ah. at the clubs, and he was struggling to get on like everyone else, when I would go on stage, I would do an imitation of him just to amuse the other comics (laughs) and the waitstaff. And they'd be cracking up. The audience would be scratching their heads because he wasn't known. And everyone would be sitting in the back, with the exception of Seinfeld, Who'd be pacing the bar, saying, "That doesn't sound anything like me."
3: (laughs) (laughs) Why?
0: Why haven't you been invited on comedians in cars uh, getting coffee, Gilbert? If he isn't annoyed.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I get. I (laughs) no further questions. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's it.
0: They're like they're like down the list now. On like this. The, the 780th comic yeah, from, from your era. Here's one from 1970 that I know you guys know. Crowhaven Farm with Hope Lang. This ABC movie of the week. Remember, Gil? No. About the Selma Witch Trials?
2: No, the, uh, but I think that vaguely... The
0: Selma oh, Witch Trials.
2: vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they, that's Spooky. interesting. The, I, John Carradine was in it. The ABC movies of the week were great. You know, they did some great stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Great. The I Point. Believe. Sure. Sure. The point.
0: That, yeah. Uh, Gil, here's some other horror movies that came out that year, if these mean anything to you. Bird with the Crystal Plumage with Tony Musanti. Oh, yeah. yeah. House of Dark Shadows. Trog oh, you yes. talked about, and Blood on Satan's Claw. Seven 75 Satan's years ago, claw. Mario. What was it called again? Blood on Satan's Claw.
2: Are you sure it was it nail polish?
0: <laughs> <laughs> here's one for both of you, as long as we're doing anniversaries. This year, Mildred Pierce is 75.
2: What do you mean, Oh, Vita? I'd rather wow. cut off my hand than hit you like that. Soon I was the best waitress in the country.
0: <laughs> and Gil seventy-five this year, House of Dracula.
1: Oh, oh, House of Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it was time to give up. That's when they 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 somehow yeah. found a cure for the wolf man. That he doesn't turn into a werewolf anymore at the end. And it was so stupid. Was House of Dracula Christopher Lee? Uh, no, no, Lon no. Chaney Jr. Was uh, Lon yeah. John, John Carradine was Dracula. Uh, Chaney was the wolf man. And then Glenn Strange was uh, uh, Frankenstein. And as the mad scientist, Onslow Stevens.
2: Oh, my God. See now that is amazing that you're an encyclopedia So here's a pretty
0: things. here's a, a a classic horror movie with with some gay overtones, Mare. Bride <laughs> of Frankenstein.
2: Oh God, yeah. Well, that well that, the who, who was his assistant? It was like you. It's James Whale. No, James Whale was definitely but the guy that was white, Colin
1: Clive.
2: They they were, oh, his no, no, no,
1: no! Wait, wait! Come on, wait. the one, the, the real uh, gay one. Oh, uh, yeah, Ernest, Thessinger. Ernest, Ernest yes. Thesinger, yes. him,
0: yes. yeah, Doctor Pretorius. What, that's yes.
1: where the gay
2: shit was. Yeah,
1: right there. Yeah, I, oh. I remember when he's there, and uh, Ernest Thesinger and the Carlo mon- uh, walks in and goes, friend. And he goes, Ben, I should certainly hope so. (laughs) He's like the Island of Mr.
0: Toys guy.
1: Oh, and they say Ernest Thessinger, and when he was waiting around the set, used to knit. And he referred to himself as that knitting bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you ever see Gods and Monsters, Mario? Oh, yeah. With McKellen
2: as James (laughs) Whale? Oh, and and very Brendan good. Fraser was beautiful in yeah, that also. Very good. I love that movie.
0: Very good. It's, and
2: Lynn Redgrave. It's a it's a great movie. It's a good book too.
0: Here's two for you turning eighty this year. Oh God, Pinocchio and Fantasia.
2: <gasps> wow. How about uh, that? You know I love Jiminy I Cricket. I know you're a Disney Moment guy. Hey everybody, it's me, Jiminy Cricket. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Let's go to Pleasure <laughs> Island. Come on, Pinocchio. <laughs> Let's get out of here before you turn into a piece of ass. Come on. Um, yeah, I love Jiminy Cricket. He's my favorite. I, Pinocchio, I have Disney Plus, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm a little pissed off because where's the Happiest Millionaire? And where's the one and only original family band? And where is Make My Music? What the
0: fuck? Two John Davidson Plus? movies.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I love wow. Oh, my God. I have Happiest Millionaire on my DVR from Turner Quest. Did we
0: connect movies. you to John?
2: No, you I've guys, never met him.
0: You guys would love each other.
2: I saw him in Cohasset one time.
0: He's thing. the best.
2: In, I love it. Yeah, so Pinocchio and and in Fantasia too, huh? Yeah, both of them. And John John Davidson was putting
1: off doing this show for the longest time, and then finally he agreed to do
2: it, and he loved doing the show. I heard he loved it. Frank said he loved, loved, loved it. I'm going to introduce you, know, everyone's you guys. Everyone's afraid of you, I'm, I'm, No one I'm, wants to be in your presence because <laughs> you're too funny. Although I don't give a fuck because I don't think you're funny at all. <laughs> I, I, you know that's not true. Oh, you know that's not true, Christina. Um, But yeah, I want to
1: meet John Davidson. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor.
0: Gilbert, as I don't know if we've discussed this in any of your previous visits, but Gilbert was famously, uh, as we've discussed, invited by the late great Robert Osborne onto TCM to the Essentials.
2: Yes, to that pick five was, films. That was such a treat. Was what is a Guest programmer? Uh yes, yeah. yes. yes. I, I, I well, I did that too. I I did it. What did I did you it pick? In two, I did two thousand five or six. What did I pick?
3: Yeah, you I remember? picked
2: Mister Skeffington. I picked. Um, I picked A Woman's Face with John Crawford. Um I picked Meet Me in St. Louis and I forget the other ones. Mine mine were
1: Freaks. Uh Todd Browning's Freaks. Oh, uh, of course it uh, was. Uh weren't you Todd- in that? What? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The conversation.
4: Oh wow.
3: Okay. Good one.
1: The original of Mice and Men with yep. Cheney and Burgess Meredith. Yes. And a very strange film, uh, "The Swimmer" with Bert Lancaster. Oh, I know that film. Yeah. Joan Rivers is in it.
2: Yes, that's she right. yeah. has one scene by the yeah. pool. Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, I, 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 he looks great in that, in his little shorts, swimming in that pool. He's adorable. <laughs>
0: Did you know? Has Gilbert, has Gilbert revealed on any previous episodes too that he spent a little time in the company of the great Catherine Hepburn?
2: Yes, no, he didn't.
1: It was at the Broadhurst Theater. I got a job, uh, you know, at the concession stand. And <laughs>
3: Catherine Hepburn
1: would come in, come in before the show, before the audience was allowed in, walk around the theater for her exercise, and
2: she talked to us. Do you remember what the show she what show she oh, was it doing? It was Manner of Gravity. Ma- I saw it in Boston before she came to Broadway with Christopher Reeve. Was, right? It wasn't very
1: Reeve. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Christopher Reeve was in it too, and I remember she liked for us to open the doors before the audience was there to air out the theater. And one time we used to do it. One time we were all talking to each other before she showed up, and she sees the doors are locked, and she she screams out in the theater the doors are
2: locked morons <laughs> <laughs> she, well who was saying recently some movie that she did uh maybe it was i don't know but she that she would she was tough she would tell everybody off if she didn't like something she would say it why are the doors closed open the doors you stupid morons <laughs> <laughs> Gil, you liked her though Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She I was. bet she was a hell of a lady.
1: And and I remember one day, it was like the night of the Academy Awards or something, and I was sitting there to watch the Academy Awards, and I get a call that all of us uh, from the theater the, who did the concession, who talked, were invited to her house. She was having a little party, and I went to her house in Turtle Bay. Get out! You went to her house? Yeah, I was at her house. How about uh, that? Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, that is dear. amazing. Ooh, and everything. You drank all the booze and ate all the
3: peanuts. I remember <laughs> you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about Lauren Bacall? Speaking well, of legends. I, I, and you, and you got her. to befriend her.
2: I knew her pretty well. Uh, well, and Did you do all, your impression in front of her? Um, I don't think. I did tell her. When the first time I met her, I told her that I said, I, I used, I said, I do an impression to you. I met her after doing, um, Phyllis Newman did this thing for the Actors Fund, the Women's Health Initiative, which is part of the Actors Fund, every year called Nothing Like a Dame. And it was mostly female performers. And I would do it almost every year. And I would sing and do a little comedy, whatever. So I met her at John's Pizza. Two years in a row that we hung out. And I remember the first time I said, I do you. And she goes, you do. I said, yeah, I used to do. Um, and I'd be like, um, I'm Laura McCall and here I am in Woman of the Year with my, my handsome co-star, Harry Guardino. And then she went, oh, Harry. I said, is he dead? She went, is he dead? He died. <laughs> but I used to, I, and, and I used to sit at her feet and ask her questions. at Hal Prince's, may he rest in peace, the yes. great Hal Prince and Judy Prince, who I love and adore. She, I, I used to sit at his, at her feet and ask her, you know, tell me, you know, ask what I want to know about Bogey. Well, Bogey wasn't an alcoholic. He just loved to drink. Ha <laughs> um, <laughs> ha! You know, just like, you know, I asked, I asked, when you're around someone like that, you ask questions.
3: Of course.
2: You want to know stories. I remember working with Morgan Morgan Fairchild, who was a lovely woman, and she had worked with like Betty Davis and Jimmy Stewart and a lot of TV movies. She like kind of got those old stars when they were doing TV movies that she was part of. She said to me, I ask questions all the time. It's well, what did Shirley McLean say when she was doing In Her Shoes with Tony Collette and um, Cameron Diaz? She said, none of them asked me any questions. She said, if I was with me, I would ask fucking questions. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, why would they not want to know what my life was? And Jane Fonda said it too. She said, Meryl Streep was one of the only ones that asked her questions when they first worked together in Julia. She said, let me, the quote that Jane Fonda had was to the young kids, it's better to be interested than be interesting, which is the truth. Fuck these uh, millennials.
0: <laughs> Gil, when you're around, and Gilbert just spent some time with William Shatner. When yeah. you're around these people, Gilbert, and you've been in the company of people like that and Jerry Lewis, do you ask questions? Do you want to hear uh, the
1: stories? Yeah, I definitely. I mean, with with Catherine Hepburn would tell us stories. And she'd, and it was, it was what was so great with her is she'd talk about them first person. And go out, well, Spence. I uh, used to. Uh, he would talk with Jimmy, and then you go, "Oh my God!" You know, it's like uh, James Cagney and Spencer Tracy, oh. or or Jimmy Stewart, and and then she would talk. Uh, the how she met Groucho once.
0: Yeah, I and she
1: said how Spencer Tracy and Groucho Marx played a trick on
2: her. So she, she, she told you a lot of stories, and, and, and then she kicked you out of the house. Oh, yes. <laughs> Get out. It's late. I've got to go to bed.
0: <laughs> uh, here's oh. one for both of you, Jeremy Allison. Okay. Both yeah. Mario and Gilbert have teamed up with the Ramones.
1: Yes. On Up yeah.
0: All Night and Steam Pipe Alley in Bizarre yep. Situations. Gilbert yeah. was the fifth Ramone uh, going to a golf range and playing volleyball, and Mario had a pie fight with Joey and Marky. I did? Yes, I'd love to know what their impressions were of the band. You don't seem to have any memory of those.
2: I d- I remember. I remember interviewing them. I don't remember doing the pie fight thing, but they were they, they were nice guys, you know. I wasn't a big, you know, new wave rock and roll fan even though my father owned a new wave rock and roll club in Boston called Cantons. That a lot of the new wave bands played at. The Ramones did, not but I I just sat there and interviewed them. They were nice boys. They were kind of um they were a little Slow, like, <laughs> like, like kind of, not, not mentally. I mean, just kind of in their, their, yeah. their, their you know, they they, uh, they move slowly. They there may have been pharmaceuticals slowly. involved. Yeah, I think so.
0: Gil, okay. your impressions, your memories of yeah, the
2: boys? Yeah, also nice.
1: And uh, I remember that was one of those up all nights that everybody remembers who used to watch the show. Yeah. That's like a favorite. But yeah, very nice, very easy to work with. Here's one from John. Hey,
0: Mario, if there is a show, uh, what show, if it ever made its triumphant return to Broadway, would you want to be in?
2: Prisoner of Second Avenue. Really? Oh, wow. Yep. wow. Which I, uh, t- and I d- we did a reading for Elaine Joyce. It was directed by Cheryl Keller. It was me and Pam Adlon, and the, and the roundabout wanted to do it, but there was a whole rights issue with, if there's one Neil Simon play on Broadway, they can't do another one. It's a whole thing. I don't want to get into it, but it's annoying. But they really tried to do it. But Plaza Suite was happening this year, which didn't end up happening because. So, so in a way, we. But they wanted to do it this season. Thank God they didn't, because we wouldn't have been. We didn't, wouldn't have done it.
0: I
1: would love to um, see you. In I, that. But I, we did
2: a reading of it, and it was great. Pam was great. I was pretty damn good myself. It's a perfect role for me. I love I, that. I saw it on Broadway with
1: my sisters. Do you remember who did it? Yeah, Peter Falk and Lee Grant. Yep. He yep. wow. was great.
2: Yep. I bet he was great. Both and, were great. And I bet I bet she was magnificent. I love Lee Grant. And I know her a little bit and through Joy Behar. And I yeah, think she's, she's lovely. lovely and magnificent. And I was watching Shampoo. I just watched The Landlord, another movie from yeah, 1970, our, with yeah. Paul Bridges oh, and and um Lee Grant. Such a good movie. And Diane Sands. It was it's so and, good. And Falk is always great. He's a, always I did a movie great. with him. Oh, really? I, I did a movie called Three Days to Vegas. It was me and Taylor Negron. We were like a gay, oh Taylor, Thelma and Louise, and may he rest in peace. I got very close with Taylor. I lovely guy, terribly, and he's he was he made me laugh so much that motherfucker. He would, oh, he was just funny. He was but, the
0: sweetest person in the world, oh, too.
2: The greatest. I didn't even know he was sick. I all of yeah. a sudden I was like, what? I he don't think anyone you know, did. No, but he. Um, but we did this movie called Three Days to Vegas. It was Rip torn and Peter Falk and. Me and and Taylor playing the, the Gay Thumb and Louise. We would rob different restaurants and diners, and then we ended up going off a cliff together. We drove off the cliff. Oh. The cliff was about like this high. I gotta so we find didn't this. Die. Yeah, Gil.
0: Same question. What uh, what classic Broadway show would you love to do?
1: Wow. Uh, well, it's eight you know, shows a week, by the way. Eight, eight shows, shows a, a week, week, Gil. That you. see
2: that sucks. It's, I <laughs> just.
1: He'd closes. be waiting for the theater to burn
0: down on show three. I just
2: did it for a month, and again, at, at sixty years old, I hadn't done a run in so long, and it was in Seattle, but it was exhausting. the The only
1: time I really worked Broadway is when um, uh, uh, Rocky Horror was on Broadway, and they were doing like this gimmick to get people to the theaters. It was after mm-hmm. September 11th, so people weren't going. And so they had a week of different celebrities. No, it was a celebrity each week, a new celebrity. And Dick Cavett did it. Right. So I was the celebrity narrator. Oh, you did that? Wow. Yeah. And right. I mean, I got
2: laughs and all that, but I thought this is too much fucking work. It, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's brutal. My first Broadway show was I replaced Nathan Lane in Love, Valor, Compassion. It was a three-hour play. It won the best play of that year. It's an incredible play, but and I was that it's it's and that character was like the engine of the play. It was exhausting, and I was younger then. It's hard, and I love it. So people are like, when are you going to do another one-man show? I mean, I've got it ready to, to go, that. but it's exhausting. Do yeah. I want to do it? Will I make it through? You know, I was just supposed to do the Carlisle again, too, and that got postponed. Right, of it was course. Michael McDonald was the week before me. You know I love Michael McDonald. Yes. And, and then it was me and Wayne Brady, and we all got canned. There's <laughs> some more movies
0: that are 50 years old just for fun, Gil and Mario. MASH, Patton, uh, one of your favorites, Mario Airport. Oh, Gilbert, ah, grab him, he's got a bomb! He's got be- what? Beneath, beneath, the, beneath the planet the of man. the apes. Oh my wow. husband loves,
2: loves the planet of the apes.
0: Kelly's Heroes. Quaxer a- uh, oh, wow. Fortune has a cousin living in the Bronx.
2: Oh,
1: with Gene Gene, Gene Wilder. Wilder.
0: Lovers and other strangers. I love that. Darling Lily, Brewster McCloud. Cotton comes to Harlem.
2: Oh yes. What On was the
0: one with Gene wild?
3: Oh, I love On a Clear Day. Hey, Buzz Blue, I miss where to go. I love <laughs>
2: that movie. I love that score. Gil, Vincent where's Minnelli. Oh, love. yeah. With, when
1: he just died. No, no, no. He what, didn't die. What is that? George Segal and, and no, Buddle, Ron Liebman. Right? Lost. Yeah, George Segal, uh, Ron Liebman. Ruth and Gordon.
2: The, what? Oh, Ruth yes. Horse? Ruth Gordon. Yes, yeah. Rosemary, drink this pudding.
1: Also, right. five easy pieces, Gil. Yep, you love that. Oh movie, yeah, Gil. Nicholson and, and the out of Blight. towners.
2: <gasps> That's a great movie. Another oh, great yeah. Neil Simon. Jack, yeah, boy, Jack was he on Lemon a run. And Sandy Dennis. That movie is magnificent.
0: I think Jack Lemon may be my favorite movie star.
2: For my money, I agree.
0: If you go, if you look over the years, I mean, and 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 I love <laughs> Mathau. But if you it, nobody could do as many things as Jack Lemmon could do, no. yeah, and,
2: and, and when he was so funny, and the you know the, when he played characters that had that angst, you know, he, he no one was better at it. No, one, it was so grounded in reality and yet so funny.
0: And how many times can you watch The Apartment without getting tired of it? Oh, isn't it? Isn't it just? just yeah. Yeah. It brilliant. Isn't it just perfection? Brilliant. What is that? It is a movie that is sixty this year, sixty years old. Yeah, Ugh. we're getting like, old. I don't oh, want
3: to talk about it anymore. Please stop <laughs> bringing <getting>. this up. <laughs> yes.
0: So here's another one, Mayor. As we were talking on the phone, that is fifth that turned fifty this year. You just alluded to
2: it. Mm-hmm. Puffin stuff. <gasps> wow. It's first of all, Puffin stuff. It, you know, they did 17 episodes. Then they did the movie in 1970, it was starring Martha Ray. Which yeah. was Boss Witch Mama Cass was Witch Hazel. Yes. And she had this great number in it that I actually sing at the Carlisle, that I wrap around another one of her numbers. But, so, um, and it's one of, and, and Billy Hay, uh, Billy Hayes playing Witchy Pooh, sure. Jack Wilde. It's just a great, although the voice of Puff and stuff was different in, in the movie than it was in the series. It's bothered
0: me. You're a purist to know that. Yeah, it's <laughs> bothered me.
2: It's Freddy the Flute, yeah. But but th- there's a great song called Different that Mama Cass sang. I forget who wrote it. Um,
0: I'll look it up.
2: Uh, yeah, I, 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 I I, I know who it is. I, it's, ah, oh shit. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. So do you want to hear that?
0: We do. We want you to take us out on it.
2: Let's take us out on the song. Okay. Hold on. We're, this is, um, this is a, this is a great song and it's, you know, you'll recognize they're both mama Cass songs. One, you'll know one you probably never heard unless you saw the movie. stuff. So here we go.
3: tell ya. There's only one song worth singing. They may try and sell ya, but it hangs them up to see someone like you. But you got Me yeah. yeah.
0: Basically, put, you put those two songs together.
2: Yep, Make Your I, Own wait,
0: Kind of Music, was Barry it? Mann and Cynthia Weil, and Gilbert, the composer of Different, will be kicking ourselves, podcast guest Charles Fox.
2: Oh, that's... Oh, he, my God! He was here. Okay, by the way, he wrote the whole score to that movie. He
0: did. Stuff. And now you're not only going to meet John Davidson, you're going to meet Charlie.
2: And let me tell you something about Charlie Fox. That score is best. so fucking good the puff and stuff score it's charlie really great charlie talent. fox wrote the
1: the soundtrack to this terrible uh you know teen sex comedy with uh scott Baio. scott Baio and willie ames oh and, yeah i remember that heather that. thomas yeah. oh my god and and oh and i think uh what 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 is his name? The black guy. Uh, Scatman Cruthers. Crothers. Yes, That's he's in it. right.
2: I'm glad you came up with them because they all look alike to you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but the, I knew when when Charlie Fox came here, I knew the entire score <laughs> he did. I saw that and I I loved the score. What way. was it, what was it called again that movie? Zap. Uh, Zap. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I I sang uh, the th- and he says the only people who knew the music to Zap were me and the people of the Philippines. Yes.
2: <laughs> That's true, Mario. I'm well, going to
0: send you that episode, uh,
2: uh, uh, and I want to hear it. And you know, ironically, Puff and Stuff. The movie was going to be called Puff and Stuff Zap the World. And there's a song in the movie called Zap the World that the witches sing. Bizarre. Wow. Yeah.
0: Bizarre. He's a great guy. I I I lo- he, he wrote uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, the wonderful um uh, uh the Roberta Flack song that they use in about a boy um uh, uh, killing me softly. Oh. He yeah, wrote that? The late Norman Gimbel. Wow. Yeah, he wrote some that, wonderful songs. And I
2: think Norman Gimbel and him both wrote wrote puffin stuff, I think and a lot of classic TV
0: themes like Love American Style and Happy oh Days God. and Laverne and Shirley wow. and Wonder did, Woman.
1: He did like, you know, a medley yeah. of his TV themes. Yeah,
0: that he's a terrific hysterical. guy. We're going to send you that one. S-
2: and send him that cut. I want to hear I him. absolutely I hear. will. I mean, I'm probably the only person in the world that still sings different. And and, and
1: tell him uh, that he has to come back on this show for just for me to sing Ready or Not. Right?
0: Okay, <laughs> we're going to bring Charlie back. You're going to sing Ready or Not, and Mario's going to sing different with okay, Jerry. Because I, be
1: I already sang uh, uh, King and Queen of Hearts from Zap. <laughs> Uh, and uh, oh, what was the other? Gilbert oh, does the whole got, Scott. Got to believe in magic. So was it? A, it was a musical z- zapped. No, it just had songs, like any movie has. So songs. it was a movie with music it was a yeah, team it comedy. had to do with te- uh scott bale has telekinesis and he's able to rip girls clothes off <laughs> well that's why and, you liked it yeah but no it was it it failed and, and they have they have heather thomas who has <laughs> oh, the greatest body the greatest man-made tits in the world I... and that
2: she had a body double
3: that's sacrilege well, to you, Gilbert. She
2: didn't want to show it. She yeah. didn't want to show it chance. I think she was on Steampipe Alley. Have She may have so been. Could be wrong. We've come full wrong. circle
0: from Jack Wild to Scott Bayo in this, <laughs> this in this ninety minute episode. This was a lot of fun. This was great. We want to shout out the talented Jerry Dixon. Your Jerry accompanist, Jerry Dixon. a wonderful yeah. songwriter, your yeah. partner in crime. Yeah. He is a terrific talent. I he know awesome. we're in this crazy chaos, but is there anything to plug what's, what's happening with bliss you know, uh
2: Bliss, bliss, hopefully is going to come to Broadway when it opens. Uh, we're in a good position. We, they raised a lot of money and you know, we did our out of town tryout and now we just got to come in. We'll see. Um, I hope it does. I, I, um I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the, this season of, Better things, which right. is on Hulu. The whole season's on Hulu now. Oh, uh, not the full season yet because it's not done yet. And um, I'm on ep- I'm on the seventh episode of The Good Fight on CBS All Ooh. Access. So I did some work before this all hit the fan. Thank You're God, so still, still have my health insurance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and let's let's promote these wonderful charities again. And we'll repeat to our yes. listeners that that this is a special episode. We are we are we've decided the three of us are now going to be known as the quarantine Titans.
2: That's right. Oh yeah.
0: And <laughs> you can be Robin Mario. All right. Yes. I'll be Robin. And, uh, and, and let's, let's promote these charities again. So yours right.
2: is uh, minus the actors fund and Broadway cares equity Fights.
0: AIDS. The actors fund and Broadway cares equity fights aid. So if yeah. you love this show, if you love Mario's appearances on this show, uh please uh, the money is 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 desperately needed mm-hmm. make a little donation uh yeah. or a large donation even even uh more preferable and gilbert once again
1: uh that will share if you go on my website GilbertGottfried.com, mm-hmm. uh you'll you could buy these uh, masks you know the safety masks with pictures of me on it Oh, and the money goes to Medshare who's Medshare it supplies for hospital.
0: 100% of the of the proceeds and the profits go to Medshare mm-hmm. so if you love the amazing colossal podcast these are amazing charities please help these people the great Mario Cantone, you are Thank fearless. you guys.
2: It was awesome. It was really Thank fun. you for, thank you for I love doing you. this. thank we want Gilbert, to. Gilbert, I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. And thank you, Gilbert. And thank you, Dara. And thank you, John. And thank you, Frank.
0: Thank you, my friend. And
2: thank you to all you little cocksuckers in the world.
0: <laughs> I hope they love this one. This was a hope special so episode. Christmas fun. came early.
2: Yeah. But I'll see you at Christmas.
0: I hope so. Oh yeah! Thanks, pal. We love bye. you to death. I love you. Too. Uh, thank bye you. Bye bye, everyone.
4: When I was smaller and people were taller, I realized that I was different. I had a power that set me up. I'd wonder what hex I was under, what did I do to be so different, then I discovered